0: Hi, I'm Marian Kolbysak-McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group, and today I'm here speaking with Daniel Bowden, CISO of Centera Healthcare. Now Centera is a large healthcare entity and often it's assumed that the larger healthcare entities have it a little bit easier than the smaller entities in terms of fighting the evolving threat landscape because the larger organizations have the deeper security resources. Is that a myth and why?
1: I think, wholly speaking, it is a myth and I do think everything's relative. It depends on how the health system has grown over time. I think with centera we're kind of going through a transformation right now, and we've kind of grown half and half from organic growth and merger and acquisition. And whenever there's a significant portion of merger and acquisition, those are things you didn't take on, you take on that you didn't know about. And so I think that in terms of what you inherit, what you have to deal with, it's all relative. And I, uh, I personally like the idea of, if I was to, to start all over again and you're in a, a small system and grew it completely organically, you could be really successful now if you know how to manage cybersecurity. But I think walking into any given organization, doesn't matter what the size is, I think the threats are similar, it's just managing scale. And, uh, and I think it's it's equally tough no matter where you are at Santera, I'm blessed to have a highly supportive leadership there but at the same time, they know we can't make everything perfectly secure. And so we're constantly talking about, is this secure enough? And then we go to the next topic. And I think that's just going to be that's something you do every single year and, and we'll do um, continually.
0: And now, speaking of threats, what do you see in the cyber landscape these days that really gives you pause that you're most concerned about?
1: I think uh, some of the new things that are trending Where new malware and ransomware is going, you know, last year we saw the prevalence of worm-based malware. And so those worry me a lot because I think in the past we assumed that, you know, I needed a user to do something wrong for the malware to get delivered, where now, maybe not. It could just be a crack in our infrastructure somewhere that allows it to to permeate and then spread. And so that's something that I'm worried about is uh, that's that's a new threat that's starting to prevail. Uh, We're always trying to manage medical devices better. They aren't necessarily a threat, but it's figuring out the state of all those assets and what threats may try to exploit them because just the state of those we keep those around for a long time and so the vulnerability is they're just old and you can't patch them anymore and so we've got to learn how to manage that and then also this year I think kind of revisiting again identity access auditing things like that we want to uplift that again as well because I think that's always going to be a key for managing breaches.
0: And when it comes to identity and access, anything new that you're doing there? Any technologies that you're looking at? Uh,
1: Nothing really new. We're just trying to uplift what we have. So in in 2017, we did a a large two-factor authentication implementation that was very successful. And now we want to uplift things like privileged access management on critical IT assets, and we also want to uh, to get better reporting and auditing of activity within all of our clinical systems. And so it's really just kind of taking things to another level, because I think once you do that and you start analyzing things uh, through user behavior analytics tools that can show you a view of, of activity that maybe you hadn't seen before uh, that uh, gives you more more data to refer to and more more possible events to go investigate.
0: Now, what about cyber threat hunting? Is this something that you guys are doing proactively? Is it a matter of responding to things when you see them? Or is it sort of trying to stay a step ahead of what's going on?
1: And it's an interesting term. I think that you know cyber threat hunting in, in the context where we are, is maybe we subscribe to a threat intel feed. And one of our partners on the feed says, hey, I found the following indicators of compromise in our network that were being manifested in a certain way. Maybe we haven't seen anything yet, but maybe we go out and search for those as well. Or maybe we're reading about something in a security blog or or something else and so i think that we're we're doing it is there a particular trend or or drive that we're after each day probably not i think it's pretty pretty ad hoc based on what our, our peers in our different um, threat intel uh, subscribing pools are looking for.
0: Now blockchain is something that comes up a lot at HEMS. Are you looking at it at all? What, what are you doing in that area?
1: Yeah, so part of my innovation role at Sentera, we we started having these conversations uh, a year ago because I think in healthcare because of the way we manage data and manage identity when you start talking about some of the challenges you have all those conversations end in the question well isn't there a blockchain solution for this and so we've been putting some homework into that and partnered with some really bright researchers um, and one of one of whom has patented and commercialized a blockchain solution in the past and so what we're doing is is we're going to be working together with him and Old Dominion University to, uh, to say, can we develop uh, on our network a platform that will help us manage identity of devices and state? Uh, and uh, and as we develop that, it'll be geared in the direction of cybersecurity. But I think as that grows, you'll start seeing more analogous uh, references within the model that could be used in, in much larger applications in terms of uh, identities of in- individuals, managing data about individuals. And then whenever someone asks us a good question about blockchain and uh, you know, whether it's, it's something to do with a particular you know, managing information about patients over a state of time and history, and could this be done in blockchain to a certain end? You know, I'll call Dr. Shetty from ODU and who knows, we may write a white paper about that just to say, what does everybody think, does this look like a valid use case to chase. And so we definitely have one, one meaningful project that we're, we're working to deliver this year and then we're continually investigating other opportunities as well
0: in terms of managing the device identities, a device like laptops or medical devices or you know all the above?
1: Yeah, we actually haven't um, confined it to anything yet. I think what we'll do is, you know how projects like this evolve. At first, it's the low-hanging fruit. What's easy to get a hold of? And then what do we want? And I think that's how this will evolve is, uh, we'll have easy access to certain things to figure out how does it work? How does it scale? What functionality do we want out of it? and then after we get that those initial kind of easy to grab devices then we'll start saying well now which devices do i want to know more about and we'll go after those And those could be medical devices iot devices who knows and and so it could uh, it could sprout in various directions
0: and if this project works out in your best scenario sort of dreams what would be the outcome
1: my best scenario? Dreams. Well, I mean, maybe maybe we build a, a game-changing uh, cybersecurity platform. And to me, that's the game-changer, right? I think all of us, when you embark on these innovative efforts like that, that's what you wonder is, well, what if we can build something no one else has built and do it in a way no one else has thought of? and it's a home run. It brings value. At the end of the day, it's got to do that. But yeah, that's when we talk about it. We don't We don't talk about it. This is just a research project. We talk about it that, hey, we, we want to build something that would uh, go out into the world and make a difference.
0: Great. Thanks, Dan. I've been speaking to Daniel Bowden, and I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.